0: Welcome to a Genuine Girl podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode. I am hoping that everyone is doing well. I know if you are in college like me, you are probably about to start a new semester if you haven't already, and so I hope you're not too stressed out by that. I think it's kind of an exciting time because there's so much new stuff happening. You know, in high school and really all of my schooling before college, I can't really remember a huge difference between semesters, but in college it's definitely there. So with new classes, new schedules, all of that, it's kind of like starting over again. So that's kind of nice to have that fresh start. But with that, I think comes this idea of trying to figure out how you're going to be spending your time and who you're going to be spending your time with. So I know a lot of us have friends in college and people we like to spend time with and last semester we probably got into kind of a flow of who we tended to spend time with when we tended to see different people within our days and with a new semester comes having to figure that out all over again and trying to align your schedules with other people schedules. And so while maybe you'll be able to align your schedule perfectly with your friends and always be able to hang out with other people and always have someone to eat a meal with, always have a friend in a class and wherever you go, The probability of that happening, I would say, is not very high, and there will likely be moments throughout the semester that you just will have to be alone, and you can't do everything with another person. So that relates to the topic of today's episode, which is all about finding comfort and peace in being alone. Because I feel like, for me at least in college, I have kind of felt this weird pressure to always be seen with other people. It's always been kind of this weird thing where I don't really want to be seen alone because I feel like if I'm alone, I'm being judged by people. I'm being seen as antisocial, rude, loser. I mean, all sorts of things. Negative terms. (laughs) I just have always been a little nervous about being seen by myself. And throughout college, I've definitely felt a lot better about going places alone, eating alone, all of that stuff, but definitely in the beginning, for sure, this was something that kind of ruled my everyday life and everything I did. It was crazy. It really controlled me. (laughs) So I want to talk about this and bring more light to this idea of being alone, and I think it's just important because there is this unspoken pressure that a lot of us have to always be with other people, and it's just not realistic because we can't always be with other people, and it's okay to have some time for ourselves as well. So let me start by talking to you about what specifically has triggered this feeling in me and this pressure of feeling like I can never be alone without being judged by other people. For me personally, This has been kind of a pressure I've been facing since high school. I remember back in high school, especially the first couple years of high school, I did not really have a lot of good friends. I had a couple that were really good and constant friends, but even then, we just didn't have any classes together, our schedules didn't line up, we didn't have the same lunch, and in high school at least where I went, it was kind of a big deal who you had lunch with, whether you had A lunch or B lunch, you know? And I always had a different lunch than like the two people I was really friends with, at least in the beginning, until I met more people. But I would just remember going to lunches and I was not friends with anybody in the same lunch as me, and that was like the worst feeling ever. And in high school, there were a lot of cliques and a lot of groups, and I felt like I could not really join in and really become friends with any of them or become part of any group. And so what I would do, I remember sitting. So we had these long cafeteria tables. I'm sure if you went to high school. School, you probably know what I'm talking about. And I found this one table that had one half that was always empty. Most of these tables were completely full of groups of people, and so I couldn't really just squeeze in there and act like I was best friends with everyone. So I had to go to one that was kind of empty. But the reason I liked this particular table that I always sat at was because half of the table had this group of girls who, I mean... They were fine. I don't really honestly remember many of them. But what I remember is I would sit on the other half of the table, and there was really no one else on the other half of the table, so I would just sit there, but I would... As lunch went on, I would just slowly inch my way closer to the girls on the other half of the table. I would start kind of in the middle of the other half, and then I would start scooting over just slightly where I'm hoping they couldn't really notice me moving closer, and when the teachers would come by and pick up the trash, I would get just a little closer so they didn't think I was all alone over there, and maybe it was possible that I could be talking to these other girls. I mean, when I think back to it, I was caring so much about how I was being seen by everyone. I mean, the teachers, the students, these girls next to me. I just... I didn't want to be seen as that person who was just alone by herself at a table, so I was trying to get close enough to these girls where it wouldn't look like I was alone, but I still wasn't too close where they thought, you know, I was trying to invade their space or anything. I don't know if that story resonates with anyone, but that was kind of what I went through <laughs> in a lot of high school, and... I'm very fortunate that as high school went on, I did meet some new people, I made some really great friends that I'm still friends with today, and so the last couple years of high school weren't quite that dramatic at the lunch table, (laughs) but definitely at the start it's something that still sticks out in my mind, and I can imagine it very clearly. Now, when I went to college, it was kind of like that again. It was almost like I was just starting over and replaying what I was going through in high school because I came into college not having any friends. I didn't know anyone, really, and I was just very nervous. I also had a single room, and so I didn't have a roommate, which I've talked about before. I think overall was a great thing for me, but definitely in terms of the beginning, when you kind of want to be social and meet people, I guess it could have helped to have someone there. So a lot of times I would go to the dining hall on my campus, I would go to different events going on to join organizations, sorority stuff classes everywhere and I would be alone a lot just because I didn't know many people and I am definitely more of an introvert and so actually going up and socializing and starting those conversations can be out of my comfort zone a little bit sometimes. So I would go to the dining hall. I I specifically remember going for meals like that was when I felt the most self-conscious and alone, I guess, is when I would go to this dining hall, the main one on campus, to get lunch, dinner, whatever it was, and I would walk in and instantly see all of these people sitting at tables together. Like, literally it seemed like everywhere I looked, people were together in groups, and I didn't see anyone, or I guess I really just wasn't focusing on anyone who could have been sitting by themselves. And so I would get my food, and I wouldn't have anyone to sit with, and so I would go sit by myself. And... It's not a bad thing, but I made it out in my head to be such a terrible thing, and I was just so stressed out the whole time while I was eating that people were judging me and staring at me and would remember that I sat alone this one time. They would remember that forever and never want to interact with me. I I made up these very dramatic stories in my head of what these people could be thinking of me, and I couldn't even enjoy myself and eat in peace because I was so worried. So <laughs> that kind of started out my college experience, and that was one example in the dining halls, but even events and stuff. I felt like people were always going in pairs or groups just to different meetings, to classes, you know? If you didn't have a buddy in a class you were in, I felt like it was was weird. Like, I felt like I had to have someone in each class that I could talk to, and I couldn't just be alone. And it was just like taking over my life, like I said. And it took me a very long time to realize that being alone is okay, and it's not as big of a deal as I was making it out to be. I think what really started getting me in this direction of it's okay to be alone is talking to some other people. And I don't even remember how this all got brought up, but I do remember talking to people and seeing online That people were kind of hinting at this idea of being alone versus being with other people in college. And I remember hearing from some people that I know that they too are experiencing this pressure that they can't ever be by themselves and they always have to go places and be seen with other people. And this definitely has been a relief to me to hear that I'm not the only one experiencing this, but at the same time, I was very shocked when I heard this from a lot of people because when I think of those people, I never think of them as always being alone. I never think of them in those negative terms that I was using earlier to describe how I thought people were thinking of me when I was alone. (laughs) That was a mouthful of a sentence, but you know what I mean. I just was so shocked because when I look at them, I always feel like they have a great social life. They're always with people, and I never think of them as being by themselves or being anything worse than anyone else by being alone, you know? I never think of them like that. And so it was surprising to me, and it was very eye-opening to hear that other people are going through this as well. So after that initial wave of shock kind of passed, I started really thinking about what these people were saying, and what I was actually experiencing and seeing (laughs) in my everyday life. And I realized that, you know, I might not be as crazy as I thought, because I saw these people as having great social lives, I saw them as never really being alone or never having an issue with that, and I could have been right. I think a lot of times when people are scared of being alone, they surround themselves with people to look like they have a social life, to look like they are just super popular and thriving socially, and it can definitely appear that way. But under the surface, what we don't see is that the people that those other people we see are surrounding themselves with are not necessarily the right people for them. I have seen a lot of my friends, a lot of acquaintances just people I know in college who started out college with one group of people. They kind of hung around the same group all the time. And trust me, I've fallen victim to this too and I've hung around different groups of people at certain points in my life as well. So I'm not just trying to blame everyone else and not myself cuz I've done it too. But what happens and what I've seen is that a lot of people break off from these groups as college and life goes on. And that's totally normal. But the reason, I think, is also because people start to realize that they're not really surrounded by the right people for them. And the reason why everyone just kind of gravitates toward a certain group in the beginning is because it's comfortable. People can kind of be like a safety blanket for you. Sometimes it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what your relationship really is to them. But if you can be seen with a person, then you suddenly have this superiority over your peers and you can be seen as popular and social and all of these positive things. And it's kind of bad because sometimes it takes a while to realize, oh, Maybe these people actually aren't my friends, but I'm just using them as safety blankets, you know? And so I've seen a lot of people kind of break off from these groups that they've been with and they've used as kind of safety blankets, and... A lot of people have kind of branched out and expanded as college has gone on, and some people have not. I mean, some people are still with the same people they started out college with, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to judge or anything, because that's great for them if those are truly their friends, but in a lot of cases, I think sometimes it takes a while for us to realize that we're with other people for the wrong reasons, if that makes sense. And so I think that kind of was a relief to me when I realized that, because yes, everyone can appear to be social and popular and always with someone, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. It doesn't mean those people are actually friends or real true friends, I guess I should say. And so I guess you just never know people's stories, you you can't judge a book by its cover, and that's something that has been hard for me to do in this whole issue of being alone versus being with others. I just have this tendency to automatically see people who appear to have this amazing friend group as having an amazing life. (laughs) And it's not always true. So that was the first thing I've kind of had some time to reflect on. Since thinking about my own insecurities and being alone, along with hearing other people feeling the same pressures, I've one, been able to see that just because you appear to be with people all the time doesn't mean those people are actually the right ones for you. But secondly, and this one I feel like I'm really starting to realize as I myself just go through college a little longer, but it's that people don't actually really care whether you're with people or whether you're by yourself. I'm making it seem like the whole world judges you and cares about you and really will create their whole lifelong opinion of you based off of whether you're with people or not, during every second of every day. And it's simply not true. That's been the misconception I've had in my mind for a while, and I'm starting to get rid of it, but it's hard, because it can be so ingrained in your brain, you know? But it really is true. Like, I'm thinking back to when I've heard other people say that they feel like they can't be alone, and they are worried people are going to see them alone and judge them, and I think about that, and like I said earlier, I'm shocked because I would never consider them to be that kind of person, and I just... I, maybe I just haven't cared enough. Maybe they are alone sometimes and I just don't notice or I don't think anything of it, you know? And I'm sure people do that to me too. Like, they don't care enough to really make a substantial opinion of me as a person based on whether I was alone or with a friend in the dining hall that one time. <laughs> this might sound bad, but I really think that as humans, we all are just so focused on ourselves a lot of the time that we don't even stop to think these things about people. And for me personally, I know that (laughs) I... I do think a lot about myself when I think of how other people are viewing me. If I'm thinking so much about that, then there's no way I have the mental space to be thinking all about how other people look, because I'm so worried about myself. And that does sound very bad and, like, conceited and selfish, and I don't want to sound like that, but I think the same could be said for... Anyone. Like, we all just have these tendencies to think about ourselves, sometimes more than other people. And so, when we think of it that way, it's like other people are too busy thinking about themselves and their own insecurities to worry about you sometimes. (laughs) And so, I guess if you need a different way to think about it, there you go. That's kind of something that's helped me. And with all of these thoughts in mind, I feel like as I've gotten older, gone through more school, I've slowly become more comfortable with this idea of being by myself. Of course, it's great to have friends. It's great to have people in your life that you care about and that you can socialize and do things with. And I'm not trying to say you shouldn't have any of that. But I think it's very important to also see the power in being by yourself sometimes, and not see it as such a negative thing. I honestly will just say that right now, in my college life, every day, I am definitely spending more time doing more things by myself than I am with other people. I usually study by myself, I eat a lot of meals by myself, I go to a lot of events by myself, and like meetings and stuff, you know, and classes, like I know a lot of people in my classes, but some of them I'm not necessarily friends with a lot of people in them, and so I sometimes feel like I'm kind of by myself in that respect too. And I'm saying all of this still kind of feeling that fear of people judging me, but honestly... If I cared that much, it would be against the whole point of this episode. So I'm really trying not to care right now, saying all of that because it's just me. And I do have friends, um, but I do have a small circle. It takes me a while to really let people in. I tend to be kind of private in my everyday life and kind of. closed off, not in a negative way. Like, I'm open to talking to people, but sometimes it may not seem that way because I am an introvert. I'm kind of private, and yeah, it's kind of weird saying that now I'm doing a podcast here. (laughs) That's not very private of me, but in my everyday life, that's kind of how I am. And so naturally, I'm not going to spend every second of every day with other people because I just... I like to have a smaller group and I like to just have a few people in my life that I really care about and I'm close with rather than trying to surround myself with tons of people all the time just for the sake of looking a certain way or being popular, I guess you could say. I just kind of wanted to share my whole experience with this pressure of feeling alone. And hopefully it makes you feel a little better if you've experienced the same fears and insecurities that I have. I am just feeling kind of done with being ashamed of spending time alone. I don't want it to control me anymore. I want to live in peace without it being A huge factor in my life because I know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter (laughs) how much time I'm spending with other people as long as I'm happy, and I think the same could be said for you. So I hope this inspires you to feel a little more comfortable being alone in your everyday life. I know it's hard, I know it doesn't always happen overnight. For me, it's still something I'm dealing with every day, but. Every day, I think we can get a little bit closer to feeling fully comfortable with being by ourselves, because at the end of the day, we can only rely on one person, and that's us, ourselves. <laughs> and so it's important to get comfortable with being alone, because, you know, you're you. That's all you really have. That I didn't mean to get depressing there, but it's really true. <laughs> a lot of people come and go from your life, but you will always be there for you. So be confident in that, be comfortable with that, and I hope if you're going into a new semester that it's a great semester for you and that you take this into it with you. Have a great week everyone and I will see you here next Sunday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. They make such a big difference by helping A Genuine Girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at OneGenuineGirl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine, girl.